You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast. Hello, and many thanks for stopping by the QSR Web Podcast Shack today to hear the latest on the brands making the quick service world go round. I'm QSR Web Editor Shelley Whitehead, and happy to have your ears today because we're going to check in with a fast casual brand that is really constantly surprising both customers and the overall restaurant community with its offbeat approaches, and that is Balance Grill. Then we'll get a visit from Fast Casual editor Sherry Kanzler for the lowdown on this year's Fast Casual Top 100 Movers and Shakers that just happened in the Windy City. That's right after this, so don't go anywhere. Are you ready to join other best-in-class brands in setting the standard of excellence when it comes to food safety? Steratech, the premier provider of food safety assessments, can help make sure your food safety program is making an impact. Learn more about Steratech's services to protect and enhance your brand at steratech.com. All right now, welcome back. And as promised, we're now going to bring some balance into our listeners' lives, in this case in the form of the Toledo, Ohio-based brand Balance Grill. Thanks to the presence here today of one of the chain's co-founders, Prakash Karam Chandani. And hello, Prakash, and how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Well, it is a delight to do that. Because I have to tell you, I remember one of the first times I listened to you at one of our parent companies, Restaurant Franchising and Innovation Summits, and being so blown away by both really the courage you displayed in going your own way in the restaurant industry and the novelty of your thinking around this innovative brand. So for those who aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about what and where Balance Grill is and what types of customers it attracts. Sure. So we're a fast casual Asian fusion brand. We are founded in Toledo, Ohio with four locations in Toledo throughout the metro area. And just last year, at the end of last year, we opened our fifth location, the first outside of our home market in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and you'll find out in a little bit. We also have a vertical integration component that we call Balance Farms. That's an urban uh, aquaponics farming operation. That almost doesn't give it the respect it's due, but we will get into that. <laughs> Returning in some part to that aforementioned bravery, I, I mentioned on your part, you and your business partner, Ho Chan Zhang, did something pretty courageous for a brand in a Rust Belt city in Northwest Ohio, you started a hydroponics growing facility for your brand right smack in the middle of downtown Toledo. Not an easy or quick thing to accomplish, but where are you with that and how is that effort helping the brand? Sure. So uh, definitely not easy and, and a little bit more time consuming than I had initially anticipated. Um, we are, as you mentioned, located in the Midwest. So these types of Innovative projects are not as frequent, and so there was a lot of uh, learning curve involved uh, in setting up the project with the site owner, with um, city officials, zoning, planning, building officials, all of the above. Uh, (laughs) But everybody's been really supportive of the project. It's just taken a little bit longer than what we had initially anticipated. But we are up operational 
uh, with about 45% of the facility right now and already are porting ingredients directly into our restaurant as well as grocery stores. We will be at 80% completion uh, by the end of June, beginning of July, and we'll do our public opening. Oh, cool. So is there a date set for that? Uh, Well, to an extent, it depends on how filled out the facility is and how we feel like it looks because we want it to be as visually impactful as possible. The facility is open to the public, even though it's controlled environment. We did that because we chose a retail space right next to our downtown Toledo location. And so there is um, 140 feet of uh, glass frontage where you can walk by and see into the farm. And so we want to make sure that when we take down, uh, we have some some coverage over those windows right now to build some anticipation and uh, kind of cover us through the build process. Uh, so when those come down, we want to make sure that the farm looks full and lush. So what kind of traffic is going through that area that will be able to look in and see you see you grow? <laughs> yes, that's a great question. So we're actually located right in the central business district at the probably the busiest intersection in downtown Toledo. It's at Summit and Jefferson. We're right across the street from a major new build out for the largest employer in the city and the development that we are attached to. We are on the ground floor retail of a parking garage that services a 28 story tower that's mixed use. It has office commercial residential in it and also connects to a second residential tower. So it actually has quite a bit of foot traffic Um, and I'll get into this more later, but we're also right across the street from Imagination Station, which is a children focused science learning uh, interactive type of, uh, I guess I'd call it a museum, um, but they'll actually be doing the educational component and leading tours through, uh, which is kind of an exciting partnership. Really? That's, well, that is fascinating. And that, that in and of itself kind of uh, gives you some brand benefit. How, how does this whole Operation Balance Farms work with with the brand itself to create business? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question and um, drifted off of that topic on my earlier answer. But (laughs) the uh, Balanced Farms project really was born from our want and our need to supply local produce to our restaurants. Local, organic, these are all key buzzwords. But when you're in Ohio, the reality of getting that produce year-round is pretty much non-existent because of the climate. Um, And that's true for the majority of restaurants in the country. One way that we found um, to continue to work with local partners who had supported us from one, two, three, and eventually five stores was to work with them growing rooting vegetables or vegetables that are below the soil grade because they have a longer harvest period. And then we chose to do this investment into this aquaponics farm because it's highly efficient, it's continuous harvest, and we can grow virtually any crop type. Uh, that grows above the soil grade. And so with that partnership, we're able to supply locally grown, organically grown uh, product to our restaurants year round. Uh, That solves uh, concern as it relates to the mission of the brand and our brand values. It's also a differentiator against our competitors, but we also supply product to our competitors in some cases, uh, but also to grocery stores. So we we currently supply 33 restaurants and seven grocery store outlets. Um, and so that allows our brand to be seen in multiple verticals. I've uh, kind of, I have this uh, view of balance as 
its main competitor really not being another restaurant, but being a grocery store, because that's the purchasing decision of the customer, whether or not they're going to cook something at home that they're comfortable with and that they know it goes into the food, or they can come to balance where our, our kitchens are behind glass, where we have very convenient uh, technology to make grab and go pick up very easy. Um, and it's very low environmental impact because all of our products are, are packaged in compostable uh, diningware. Wow. It's working on a whole lot of levels. And it's almost <laughs> like uh, when I talk to you, it's like uh, you're pulling a thread on a sweater and it just keeps <laughs> keeps leading you to new things. There's, so. a, there's a lot of dynamics to it. Um, I recently had Marcy Captors, our state representative uh, in town, and she wanted to see the project. And one of the takeaways that she had is that these types of projects are really important for food security in the United States because the majority of our food either comes from California or from out of the country. And if for whatever reason there would be a disruption in that supply chain, there would be limitation of uh, fresh produce throughout the country. So, um, and you see that with product recalls and romaine lettuce was most recent. Before that, it was cilantro. So it kind of insulates us from those concerns. Yeah, it gives you a lot more control, too. Um, I, I could talk about this component all day long, but I do want to move to something uh, that I recall uh, you talking about, and that is that you dabbled in some alternative restaurant management models. And I, I wonder if you can tell us a little about your experience with things like manager-less restaurant and how... It, it has grown, changed, or, or even instructed you as a restaurant leader? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I came from a background where I was not a very successful employee. I had three jobs before I became an entrepreneur and unfortunately was terminated from every one of those jobs. So I'm not the best at following direction. Um, <laughs> I suppose that makes me a good entrepreneur, but like I said, a pretty bad employee. So I have a sensitivity uh, to that, but I also understand that um, our generation, I'm, I'm born in uh, 84, so I squarely fit within the millennial generation, is um, they are against authoritarianism, against the uh, uh, kind of bureaucracy. Uh, everybody wants to feel uh, bought in and they want to understand what their role is. And I think that's pretty universal in all organizations. And you see in a lot of organizations talking about how to adapt for millennials. Another is kind of this, um, they, they want to take responsibility in measured doses. So all of this fits into a managerless style. Uh, so what we do, if you go into any of our restaurants, there is nobody uh, standing there shuffling paperwork or uh, just overseeing operations and making sure everybody's doing their job. Uh, when you come in to work at the restaurant, you clock in, um, you are given a list that's customized to what your shift for the day is. You can easily cross train, so you can work multiple positions. Um, and we reward people for that cross training because it uh, builds value in themselves and it builds value for the company. We have less turnover in this method. Um, and on the back end, we utilize uh, technology to collect all types of operational performance metrics and then uh, spit those back out for employees. So the way that that looks, like I said, you come in, you clock in, you know what you're scheduled for based on what you're uh, trained in. You're given a custom list of what to do for that day. Um, you complete that list. Your performance statistics are collected. And at the end of the week, you receive a, a scorecard 
that compares your performance to the average performance that week of your peers. And then based on that aggregate scorecard, that allows you to get flexibility in scheduling, um, opportunity for promotion, advancement, but mainly people want flexibility in scheduling as the major reward. And so mm. that's kind of how we run operations. So is that something that's kind of hard for new employees to get their head around? Does it take a while? Honestly, to... they get it right away. Do they I, really? Yeah. So we um, we don't have a shortage of people who want to work at balance. Typically, we have a little bit of a waiting list and we have a unique onboarding process that we make sure we instruct people of, of the environment that they're walking into, the need for self-accountability and reliance, need for, for teamwork and supporting your teammates. Um, but once they get in, uh, it kind of clicks and it makes sense. I think most people of this generation grew up with technology and they understand data uh, and they understand numbers and they put a lot of value into that. They don't want emotional decision making. They don't want things to be subjective. So they really appreciate the fact that we are very much data focused and that we make all of our decisions in an automated way based on the collection of data. A key part of that is being transparent with how that data is collected. So we are very transparent with them on what that formula is and what are the KPIs that we're looking for and why they matter. It's just kind of offbeat thinking, and it sounds like it's working if you've actually got a waiting list in this type of hiring environment where, you know, everybody's begging for employees to walk in the door. Um, Another component of that is by eliminating a single store manager that is really there doing oversight and enforcing accountability. Um, You're then able to eliminate that component. Uh, from our store level P&L and then instead distribute that uh, that value, that payroll dollars that we'd be putting out to everyone else. So we're able to offer a higher average wage. Wow. Well, so uh, it looks like you have got the um, more than the foundation, but the forming of a, a great um, launch pad for growth. What's growth look like for this brand? So, um, just a few days from this recording on the 1st of June, we're actually uh, launching our Series A opportunity for people to join in and invest in the brand. We have a targeted and phased uh, corporate growth plan where we plan to build out another five stores in 18 months, uh, take a little bit of a, a six-month breather to collect data on how we did and build out supportive infrastructure, and then over the next uh, 18 months after that, continue to double the size of the company and and do that repetitively so that we have a a clean measured approach. Uh, We plan to build out continued in the Midwest, uh, Cleveland, Detroit, Columbus, Cincinnati, uh, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, and and beyond. Exciting times for you. Um, Listen, finally, as a brand that lands on Test Casual's top 100 movers and shakers list regularly, you're really a trendsetter in a business that is intimately connected to culinary trends and consumer taste. So I wonder where are you headed in the kitchen and on the menu with Balance Grill? Sure. So uh, we just launched a new menu. It's our summer 2019 menu. One of the things that we do with uh, menu innovation is we do change our menu seasonally two to three times a year. And we do that based on collection of, of menu trends, analyzing our product mix and listening to our customer feedback. 
Uh, right now, we're on the trend of uh, providing more customization ability for our buildable bowls and options for our customers to be able to customize their favorite items that we don't want to necessarily change the item, but add some unique dynamics to it. That's by putting in some unique modifier ingredients that they can add in, as well as some flavored oils that they can use to kind of change around their sauce and, and play with the flavor a little bit right at the time of consumption. We're also working on modifying the menu to accommodate all of the produce that's able to be grown by the farm. That's an interesting component because we're able to essentially defy seasonality. And then the final component is also out of the farm. We can grow a lot of unique ingredients that typically wouldn't be available. So that would be like Korean shisho leaves or um, Thai-style kefir lime leaves, specific peppers that are typically not commercially available that we're now able to implement into our menu. So a lot of unique culinary opportunities that come out of all of these you are busy my friend (laughs) (laughs) i try to be thank you so much for stopping in to talk with us today we will watch delighted with everything you do because it's always surprising and fun thank you and we will be right back everyone is asking what does it take to win at food safety It's about more than winning, says representatives for Steratech, the premier provider of food safety assessments and sponsor of the Fast Casual Excellence in Food Safety Award. In an upcoming episode, Steratech leadership will share exclusive tips and insights on how to leverage the seven pillars of food safety to build a culture of food safety within your brand. Okay, we're back now with Fast Casual Editor Shara Kanzler to talk about an annual restaurant brand recognition event that actually just honored our guest today, Balance Grill, along with 74 other restaurant brands and 25 executives. And that is, of course, the 2019 Fast Casual Top 100 Movers and Shakers. The gala where all the winners are named each year just took place in Chicago And Shara is the woman who not only emcees the dinner and awards, but also oversees judging and the final list of these top restaurant innovators. So welcome, Shara. Hi, thanks. Well, it's good to have you. So why don't we first just cut to the moment this year when you announced to a room filled with restaurant executives who the winner was of this year's top 100 movers and shakers. Wow, bow to this response by the brand's president, Jeff Alexander, as he accepted the award. Thank you, this is so much better than the season finale of Game of Thrones. Uh, I've been coming to this awards dinner, we've been nominated seven out of the last eight years. uh, Last year we were number four, and I thought to myself, there is no way we could possibly ever do better than number four. So I thank NetWorld, I thank uh, Fast Casual. Uh, This is a real big honor. So I proudly accept this on behalf of every employee of WowBow. So thank you very much. I'm really excited about this. And they were excited too, weren't they? (laughs) Yeah, it was a really good night. um, He was very excited, very humble. uh, And, but they've just done amazing things for the industry. So it was well-deserved. So Sharon, just for those who aren't familiar with the annual top 100, if there's anyone, Can you describe uh, what this event is and what types of brands it honors each year? Yeah, sure. So 
what it is, it is a list of the most innovative brands in the industry. And the way we determine that is in December, we take open nominations. So any fast casual brand can nominate themselves. Uh, we ask a bunch of questions, everything ranging from, you know, the innovations that they've invented regarding menu trends and technology trends. We ask them about sales and growth. Um, about their sustainability practices, just anything and everything we can think of. And usually that gives us around 700 to 800 nominations. So it's quite a huge list that <laughs> then our judges have to narrow down um, into 75 brands, and then they also choose 25 people. And so that's basically, um, in a nutshell, what it is. It's a lot of information, but boy, does it give you a good idea of, how cool fast casual uh, restaurateurs are. I, how are the winners chosen anyway? Because there are, like you said, a lot of brands that enter this every year, right? Yes, there's a lot of, I would say, debate going back and forth. We have several judges who um, read all, read through those nomination forms, and then they look at specific things like innovation when it comes to not only food trends, but also technology. They look at creativity of sales and marketing. They look at how they are leading the industry in sustainability, and then also how they are, um, you know, shedding a light or bringing attention to fast casual as a whole. And then those editors kind of rank their top, and then we kind of just debate back and forth. There's about six or seven people, and we just kind of keep going back and forth until we, um, you know, we can agree on the, on the list. So it takes quite a lot of time and um, effort to really get that list pared down. Why do you think this year the judges went with Wow Bow as the winner? I think just because they're so innovative when it comes to technology. They're a small brand. I, you know, I think they just have over 10 brands or 10 locations. So it's, this list isn't really about who's the biggest and the, the strongest, but it is who is changing the industry. And Wow Bow has, no, has been known for its tech use. I mean, even 10 years ago, they had launched self-service kiosks when nobody else was doing it. But fast forward, and now they have a restaurant that is of 100% you know, fully self-service. They have other, you know, restaurants that have um, other formats as well, but they've kind of are leading the charge in that. And so the judges just thought that was very interesting. And everyone, I mean, self-service is kind of the buzzword again this year. And so a brand like that is just, um, you know, they left a mark. Plus, they've got the most fun name to say, in my opinion. It is very fun to say. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Any any predictions? I, I imagine there's people listening who are thinking, I'm going to be the top person next year. So any predictions or advice for next year's hopefuls? Oh, man, I would hate to predict because this list is so, it's just a really fun neat thing because it, we could have, I could not have heard a brand right now that might be on the list. You know, it just depends on who is out and full front next year. So I do, I will say though, um, you know, innovation is key. Creativity is key. You don't have to have a huge budget or a huge team to be able to stand out in this industry with social media and everything. So um, just being as creative as possible is your best bet. 
Uh, it's fun. It's always fun to look forward to. So I, I do thank you so much for stopping in and, and giving us some more information about this past year and the coming years to come, to be redundant about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And hopefully innovative brand leaders everywhere are listening and planning their games along with possibly even also attending this year's Fast Casual Executive Summit, which is coming up in October, too, in Austin, because that's a terrific way to push a brand's innovation button, too. So if you if you want some information on that, just go to fastcasual.com, or you can even go to qsrweb.com under the events tab and get all the details because it is fun. And so is the weekend coming up. And while we're signing off for now, but not without wishing all of you a great one and even better business in the week ahead because, well, you deserve it. Take care, all. Bye.